Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. This is Good, Good Morning Liberty. Oh, hello. Are, Charlie, is that oh, you? I tried. Oh, man. I really tried to get this thing going and just escaped me. I can't believe you're here, man. I was going to say hello, friends. <laughs> <laughs> man, are, are you still sick? Yes, I'm still not feeling good. Well, at least you're at home now. I've got monogonoserpahyphalades. That's not good. Yeah. Have they developed a, a full cure for that? Um, There's a vaccine for it, but I'm an anti-vaxxer, so, you know, well... <laughs> Are you actually an anti-vaxxer? No, I'm not. I'm not at all. <laughs> vaccinate your kids, people. Yeah. Now, as far as the government forcing you to vaccinate. No, no the government shouldn't force, right. but. But you would choose to, Well, regardless. just look at history. Yeah. Jesus, come on. <laughs> this is not that hard. I'm not a medical scientist, doctor guy, but all you got to do is look a little bit of history and realize that we're better off today than we were because vaccines yeah. are, are a good thing. Maybe it wasn't vaccines. Maybe it was just capitalism. Yeah, maybe. Well, Could the, be it. Capitalism, I think, led to the innovation of vaccines. True, true. There are a lot of people that are severely an, like anti-vax. You know, doesn't matter how many kids they have, they're not getting them vaccinated. And I just, you know, it seems like statistically, you would see the numbers and see like, okay, maybe there's a slight risk to vaccinating, but isn't the risk? Wasn't the other risk of not vaccinating like way it's worse? Exponentially way worse. worse. Way worse. So, like, I, I get it. There's a risk. I understand. But weigh the two options there. One of them has a small risk. One of them has a lot higher risk. And here's the problem I see is most people get... We didn't really plan on talking about anti-vaxxers. No, not here, at all. <laughs> most people get their information off of, like, anti-vax.com. Yeah. You know, or, like, <laughs> they have all these studies from all these non-reputable sources and no, it's I'm not, like going to BernieLies.com to figure out whether or not bernie's lying about things yeah you know yeah well, it's, <laughs> it's like you gotta you have to research this stuff though and are there risks to vaccine your kids like is you know i don't think they really use mercury anymore but even if they did is there is mercury poisonous to your body sure yeah you know so there is a risk to vaccinating your kids there's a risk to every medicine you take i mean you take whatever you take amoxicillin you might be allergic to it and go into anaphylactic shock yeah you know, because you're allergic to the mold, the, the penicillin-based uh, well, a- antibiotic. We all just rub aluminum all over ourselves all the time. You know, that yeah. can't be good. Can't you got be good. Cell phones sending signals through your brain. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. The world's it's, scary. The food you eat could kill you. It reminds me of uh, that lonely Lonely Island did a song. Um, you know that like Andy Samberg's thing. Um, they did a song that was called YOLO, but. You know the whole YOLO thing that was a that was a craze there for a minute about you only live once, so just do all, just do everything. You know, live your yeah. life like you're. So the funny part of that song was that it was you only live once, so be extremely careful and fearful of everything because you only <laughs> right. get to live once. Yeah, you yeah. only got and, one shot. Yeah, it was it was hilarious. Well, it's actually true though. You only have you only get one life. That's yeah. it that we know of. That we know of. Yeah. So probably. so what are you gonna do with it? 
I'm going to fight for liberty. What are you going to do? I'm going to do the same. Oh, this is Good Morning Liberty. That's right. This is Good Morning Liberty. Yeah. They have have had extra time today to subscribe to the show. We have given you several minutes now. Yeah. So hit the subscribe button. We're going to go ahead and leave that button available throughout the remainder of the show. What that's going to do, it's going to put us straight on your phone. You won't have to worry about remembering that. You know, just automate it. That's right. Take that out of your, you know, get that out of your mind and focus on more important things like the stock market. Do we, you have, we have we have three important things to talk about: the stock market, uh, gun control, gun control again, and then the uh, the Democratic presidential campaign. That's right. Yeah. So. Before we get started on that, what did you do this last week, Nate? Because I was out <laughs> securing all kinds of money. I was here creating content. I was. <laughs> At the GML offices, yeah. working on content all week. I did a couple shows by myself. Hopefully I wasn't spreading my disease. I'm not definitely not going to touch your microphone. Oh, okay. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Now, were you working actually in a hospital or just at a healthcare no, office? Was, yeah, it was offices. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, wouldn't, I didn't go into any hospital. Okay. That's good. Um, the hospitals are dangerous places, though. They are. That might you be... Wanna get, actually, you want to get sick, go to a hospital. Yeah. True. <laughs> True. Um, so... Well, I was going to talk a little bit about the stock market to lead off with because we this is like an Ask Me Anything Friday. We, this is the right. second one in a row. We posted this on our uh, Facebook and our Instagram asking people what they wanted us to talk about today. And the stock market, I think, was actually the number one thing. Uh, so, who was that asked by? Uh, there were several people. I do not remember their names. I we, think we need to we need to call them out. This true, is on Instagram. True. So uh, Instagram you, mainly, yeah. You start talking about it, and I'm going to look these people up. Well, so what happened this week? I don't know if you saw it in the news, or maybe you've got a portfolio and you you got scared. But what happened this week was the market actually took a took a pretty big downturn this week. Uh, not the biggest ever in history or or anything like that, but mainly stoked a lot by. Ch- our fears of a trade war with China that uh, I do think we should cool it on that just a little bit. We could have talked a little bit more free trade today. But uh, so Trump's out there tweeting about our trade war with China that that didn't help. And then also we got something called an inverted yield curve in the bond market. Do you know what that is, Charlie? Yeah. Good. Not, well, probably not as well as you do, but I know I know of it. But I'm I'm about to learn. <laughs> so what the heck is an inver- inverted yield curve, and why should you care about that whatsoever? Well, we have these bonds. We have Treasury bonds, and the way that they sell these is they will give you a guaranteed yield or interest rate return on your bond, depending on the amount of time that you decide to put the money into the bond. So they'll do three months or six months or a year or two years, five years, 10 years, 30 years, all, all this kind of stuff. So what a bond is, and I think we've talked about this a couple times, but you know that that crappy $25 savings bond that your grandma got you for your birthday, you take it there in 10 years and it's worth $26 and uh, you know, thanks a lot, grandma. But so that's a bond. And what a bond is, is the government needing your money right now. That's that's what it is. You're giving them your money because they need it right now. And then whatever the term of the bond is, whether it be three months or five years or 10 years, they are guaranteeing that they will pay you whatever you gave them plus that interest rate uh, for the amount of time that you let them borrow that money. Now, they need this bond because after fleecing you for $3.5 trillion, uh, they don't have enough money in the coffers. Yeah. 
Um, and so they need to issue mm. debt, and the way they, the way the United States Treasury does that, and the Federal Reserve is tied in yeah. a little bit to this. Yeah, well, the Federal Reserve buys the bonds from right. the Treasury. Right. Yeah. So because they, the, the Treasury needs it right away. Yeah. And then the Federal Reserve kind of subsequently loans it out to the market, let's yeah. say. And so the Treasury needs it. Federal Reserve's like, oh, we got all this cash. You know, we're a private company, but somehow we do all these government <laughs> functions. And uh, then they say, okay, here's all the extra cash that you need because you can't control your freaking spending <laughs> habits. Uh, so here's one. Uh, here's here's another credit card. Essentially, yeah. is what they're doing. Yes, exactly. Yes. And uh, what did you say the deficit was this year? It's going to close estimates at one point two one trillion dollars. That's a lot. Yes, it's a lot of money. Deficit, which means that it gets added to the debt. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, the debt what about twenty two point three trillion or something like that yeah, right so now. So it'll be over twenty three trillion dollars. <laughs> so this all affects the bond market. That's why we're talking about this. Uh, what the government does when they need to use this money that they don't have is they issue a new bond and it, whatever the term is, 10 years, five years, 30 years, whatever it is, they'll say, okay, if you give us a hundred dollars right now, we will give you $103 10 years from now. And people get into that because it's a guaranteed return. So what we saw this week was that the, the yield curve inverted. And what this means is there's an interest rate for, say, if you're going to get a 10-year bond, and then there's an interest rate if you're going to get like a two-year bond. And typically, those are supply and demand determined interest rates. So they'll give you, I don't know, 2.8% for a 10-year and and 2.6% for a two-year, something like that. Well, typically, yeah. The, <clears throat> the shorter amount of time that you wait to get your money paid back, the lower the interest rate you're going to get, typically. Yeah. And so what they've seen is the 10-year bond yield curve, the amount of money that people want in return for giving the money for 10 years has gone down because so many people are moving into the 10-year bonds, meaning they see the long term at 10 years as a lot safer option for them. So they are willing to take lower and lower interest rates. But then the short-term bond... Uh, they are actually moving that interest rate up because they don't have enough demand for that right now. So what they do, the interest rate is the amount of money that they're going to pay you for giving them that, that money to borrow. And so what they're doing right now is that interest rate is going up and up because they can't find anyone that wants to invest their money short term with the government right now. Everyone's thinking longer term. So typically in the past, this has signaled some kind of a recession. And here's the bad part if you're a Trump supporter, if you're a, if you're a Trump fan, typically it signals that we are about a year away from starting a recession, typically. Yeah. Not I mean, right we now. Don't, yeah, there's no guarantee on time frame. <clears throat> yeah, no guarantee. It's any, I mean, the, the time frame is, you know, it's anywhere from, it's anywhere from eight months all the way to two years that they, that they say it would happen. But I guess mo more often it would be right about a year. That won't be a good thing if you're someone who's looking for Trump to get reelected, because if we do, in fact, start a recession and a major market decline, major market downturn uh, a couple months before the election, that has not worked well in the past. Just ask John McCain. Didn't, didn't mm -hmm. go very well at all. That's when the housing bubble popped was a couple months before the election. And then September is when it got real bad. Yeah. And then at that time, it was, it was like there was nothing. If Republicans are going to run on anything... It, normally, it's going to be free market economics, jobs, you know, prosperous 
you know, more profit, all these kinds of things, and um, they weren't able to run on that anymore. So if Trump gets to this part of the election next year and we are in a major market decline at that time, now he's a jerk that no one likes at all, that they think he's racist, all, all of these, and also he's overseen a major recession and it's going to be put on him as his fault. So what does this mean uh, <clears throat> for our users here that asked us? Uh, thank you, by the way. Puffy, uh, KK. <laughs> we also got Dan, um, Aficionado, Aficifano, and Persian Boy 920 um, Trust me, I am not a hacker. Also <laughs> asked about the stock market. What does this mean for all these people asking about the stock market, do I panic and pull all my money out right now? What, do I just pay attention to what's going on? What's what does it all mean? Well, I would look. I would do what some of the major investors are doing. Uh, I've seen several stories about how Warren Buffett is sitting on the most amount of cash he's ever sat on, and I don't know if that's comfortable or not. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, but but anyway, well, when it's that much cash, it's probably pretty. Comfortable. I guess you don't care whether or not it's comfortable. Yeah. So Warren Buffett is waiting. Because he's really smart. What happened in the last major recession was he got to step in and bail out some people. And he had so much money he could loan billions. He literally could bail out a bank. That's, <laughs> yes. a, that's what he was doing. He, he went, I can't remember what bank it was. But I he bet was he like, got a huge return on that. Too. Yeah, he got like a guaranteed 10% return from one of the banks. And, right. and it was you know billions of dollars. So uh, he's smart. He's sitting there waiting. And you should take a... You know, just take note of what he's doing because he is probably the best investor that has ever lived, and he is waiting right now. He's waiting because he thinks he thinks he's going to be able to get everything at a lower price, and so that's that's all I could say. Now, if I had a lot of money in the market, I day trade every day, so my money's only in the market for about two hours. Um, if I had a lot of money in the market long term, depending on the penalty for withdrawing, I I would I would ask that those be moved into cash. Sometimes the funds that you're invested with, sometimes the people that you're dealing with, uh, Edward Jones, whoever it is that's investing your money, they won't really take your advice on whether or not you should move your money in the cash. So, and some people I've heard talking about withdrawing their money. Sometimes you get like a 10 or 15% penalty for withdrawing your money early. So you have to take that into account because you're gonna take a huge hit on your money if you do that. Depends on how long your time frame is. Over time, the market is always up. So if your time frame is, I need to retire in two years, then yeah, probably take the money out is, is what I would do. If your time frame is, I need to retire in 15 years, you're probably fine. It's going to be more eventually. Find some more money to put into the market when it goes down. I was looking at the chart earlier. I was looking at the Dow Jones chart. I typically look at the S&P. Like it's just normally a little bit easier but I was looking at Dow Jones, and we've had all this talk about it being over 25,000, then it was over 26, over 27, hitting 28. I think I was showing you earlier on this chart before we started, I, if I was sitting on a lot of money and I was waiting for the best time, I would wait for the Dow Jones to get down to 18,000. And that might take, it might take a couple of years for it to get down to that, but I do think we'll see the Dow Jones at 18,000 at some point in time. And that's going to hurt a lot of people if the people are about to retire right now. You know, we don't, we just think, oh, people in the stock market, screw them anyway, I don't care. But 
half the country has money in the stock market. Right. So it's 401ks, IRAs, pensions, all these things. The other thing, <clears throat> other thing you can do is kind of move some, some of your money, I would say to harder assets that, yeah, that don't fluctuate so much. Yeah. Uh, land's a good one. Land is you really good. Purchase mm-hmm. some land. Um, and then you do have your thing, your precious metals like gold and silver. They don't move as much. Yeah. Um, that you can move some of your money into. And like Nate said, you can sit on some cash and when the market does go down, um, then you're in a position to buy yeah. when it's low. Just and have a point, a price point that you're waiting for to buy. Right. Yeah. And the best thing to do is pay attention. I mean, that's the, that's the best thing that you can do and realize like it's going to happen. Uh, don't panic, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to happen, happen sometime. We market corrections are just part of it. And the, the, we're seeing bigger and bigger ones because of, what's happening with these bubbles and they're trying to offset, but it never works. And so when it does crash, it becomes worse than what it typically should be uh, in a true free market system. Uh, So the best thing to do is, is to pay attention. Yeah. One of the reasons that this, this is happening. The reason that we're talking about the deficit so much is when, when these interest rates on the treasury bonds keep going up and up because they're trying to entice people to buy them because they need the money so they can finance their debt what typically starts to happen is your people who have money in the stock market start weighing their odds and eventually they'll see oh well that that uh that two year treasury bond is 3% well the market might be there's a chance the market's going to be going into a downturn i need to withdraw my money and put it into a treasury bond because this is a lot better and that's kind of starts the cycle of the market going down but when you typically see these bond rates going higher and higher, you have all these people with all this money that decide that they would rather take the safe, sure 3% gain on their money instead of risk losing it over the next couple of years. So it'll be interesting to watch. That's why I, I'm not good at the long-term stuff. Um, I'm, I'm holding one thing long-term right now, and it's killing me really bad because it's up so much. So it's... It's a, and it's gold, actually, but it's a three times leveraged gold ETF. I know that's risky, but I don't know. I thought it would be fun, but it's a, I got that in December of 2018, and it's up 200% right now. So I'm pretty pumped about that. That's good. My goal is to be up about 5,000% on it. So I'm, I'm holding it for a bit. Yeah. So another guy I like to read and pay attention to is uh, Peter Schiff. Yeah. Um, he's, he's pretty good. I mean, he talks about like, uh, predicted the latest crash or whatever. He's got some good books out there. I don't agree with everything the guy says, but he's pretty, pretty solid when it comes to market advice. And he's, he's a Austrian school of economics kind of guy. Very, uh, very free market. And I respect him just because of his dad. Honestly, his Mm -hmm. dad died in prison because he refused to pay his income taxes. It's true. That's legit. That's, that's that's hardcore. That is living your principles right there. Yes. I mean that. I, the that rest of guy, us are just a bunch of suckers. There should be a statue of that guy in everyone's yeah. yard to tell, to tell you the truth. You you refuse to pay your income taxes and you go to prison and you die in prison. I mean that's 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 one heck of a guy right there. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, I wanted to also. Um, we had some questions about gun control. You weren't here. Well, for, actually, I was going to move into um, the the. Democratic candidates because okay, we were talking yeah. about the election. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the stock market, you know, recession may happen next year right before the election. And so <clears throat> if that happens and Trump doesn't get reelected because there's probably not going to be a Republican contender that's going to actually take him out, I think 
I think Bill Weld's going to try to take him out. And, Trying to. But there's nobody. Trump is more than likely going to be the Republican nominee uh, as the incumbent. Um, and so if the stock market does hit a recession, uh, who's most likely going to be the president? Because it'll probably be somebody on the Democratic side. Yeah. It uh, looks like we have Joe Biden still leading the way. Uh, creepy, touchy-feely Joe. Is that 30% somehow? And uh, this is the latest national averages. Um, Elizabeth Warren is at 16%. Senator Sanders at 14%. There's only nine candidates that qualified for the for the third debate. Thank God. So instead of having 24, we had 24 in two different something sessions. Like something that. like that. 20 oh, no, the tw- they did 20. Yeah. 10 and 10. There are four of them that didn't qualify. <clears throat> Thank God, like De Blasio didn't qualify. I can't I don't know if I can listen to that guy anymore. I don't. It might be more helpful to our cause if he's up there saying all the stupid crap yeah. he's saying all the time, though. Well, you got Warren and Sanders saying enough, I think. Yeah. Um, but right now, I, I saw this uh, stat in the last couple elections. the The uh, primary candidate leader in the polls, as of like this date, um, you know, four years ago was the one who ended up being the nominee. So if that holds true still, then it would be Biden, uh, which is crazy. I, I guess he's getting like the most news coverage. I think he's trending number one on that. And so that's kind of keeping his poll numbers up. Yeah. You, you do have uh, Bernie Sanders, who's raised the most money so far, I think at $35 million. Just disgusting. Yeah. Uh, that's so he can pay all of his workers a living wage. I'm sure. <laughs> all of his campaign workers. Uh, Warren's not too far behind. I think she's raised like 28 million, something like that. Biden's only raised 22 million so far. I guess he doesn't need to. Yeah. Um, that, uh, Pete, Pete Buttigieg was the one that, um, has raised what? 32 million. Yeah. He's raised a lot. That's crazy. Yeah. Now I don't know who it is. That he's thinks, pulling at like 5%. Yeah. I don't know if someone thinks he's just going to pull ahead at the end or something like that. I just, I don't think the U S is ready for an openly, short candidate i just he's way too short yeah that's I, what it is i don't think that that's going to happen small and, hands we were ready for yeah Trump, true but. true but um yeah i think if they're smart they're going to get joe biden out there because he's the only one that can pull people from the middle and pull independence exactly These, i think that we are a little surprised that it's joe biden because I, the media especially social media but then the, the media too tends to play to all of the really hardcore leftist ideas so I think the what we see as a sample size of the country is is not not quite as big as we think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the people who follow Bernie Sanders and the people who follow they're just really loud. Pe- yeah, they're just really small minority that of the country that is very very loud. So uh, and it's a lot of young people who typically don't turn out to vote. Yeah, and we got to remember, no matter, no matter how much they say the young votes up, it's not anywhere close to old people still vote. And I'm sure the polls are not entirely accurate. I will say that because you know who do they poll? Who who answers their phone for a poll? Well, this was average of all kinds. I mean, they did Fox News. It was Reuters. It yeah. was. I'm just saying they're probably not getting a great sample size because the people who are actually participating in these polls mm-hmm. probably most mostly older people. Right. And. Who knows? Maybe one of these days the young vote's going to turn out. They just haven't yet. Yeah, maybe. So, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I I think if there is no major market downturn directly before the election, I think Trump's going to win it. I actually think that Trump knows that all these tweets about China are very dangerous and are very bad for the stock market. I think he wants it to crash now so it can be in a major 
rebound during the election because he he's a smart guy he's, uh you know obviously smart business guy i think he knows that we're gonna end up taking a big tumble at some point in time if i were him i would rather it happen now than any so year. you can rebuild it so he can rebuild before it november and rebuild it before november um if i were him i would want it to happen now you can do some blame shifting around see whose fault it is things like that uh and and i think he would have a lot higher chance of coming out ahead of it happen now than if it happened a couple months beforehand. So maybe I kind of hope it happens now because I'm in the spring. I'll be in, I'm in the market to buy a house. Yeah. Oh yeah. You need it to come down. That would be awesome if it came down. Yeah. Not, not for a lot of other people. Well, yeah, but you know, they're, they're, uh, they're not in a good position like I am. True. You're waiting to buy, (laughs) waiting for a better time. I'm waiting to buy. I've Um, been waiting to buy. (laughs) Did you, have you decided whether or not you're going to control your guns? Well, if I um, if I hadn't lost them all, then um, I still wouldn't control them. Yeah, we had this running joke, by the way. I don't know if you've heard. Uh, Charlie comes up with a crazy story for how he lost all of his guns in a it's tragic. Not, it's the truth. It, this truth. If this weren't the truth, it would be funny if I told you that if you wanted to get around any type of gun control law, just. Uh, what I would imagine people would do is report their guns stolen. Problem solved. No one's ever going to get your guns. Yeah. Just report them stolen. Report them lost. You know? Oops, sorry. A lot. I dropped it in the lake. That's yeah. my bad. My Oops. bad. Yeah. So that's how Mine easy was it on is. a deep sea fishing accident. Yeah. Well, yours, you know, different circumstance. Mm-hmm. Very tragic. Yeah. And it's that, yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, it was deep. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so. We couldn't even send divers after him. I found this ad. This is on Now This. These are veterans for gun reform, and they released an ad. <sighs> yeah, do you want to you hear what this says? You can always find a few people to pay. Yep. Some ambient music. I served in the U.S. Army. Serious. I served in the Navy. Air Force. Marine Corps. Hoorah. I was a 31 Bravo military police officer. Security Forces. 82nd Airborne. Radio Operator. SEAL Team 1. I was stationed at Camp Anaconda in Iraq. In Afghanistan. Vietnam. My service weapon was an M4 assault rifle. My service weapon was an M16. It's basically the same. You know what? It is the same. As the AR-15. Same weapon that's killed hundreds of people in the deadliest mass shootings in America. I know the power of this weapon firsthand. 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 And there is no reason. No reason. No reason why anyone other than military and law enforcement should have an assault weapon like this. I fought for this country. I believe in the Second Amendment and the right to bear arms. But that was created 200 years ago. Guns have changed a lot since then. High-powered, rapid-fire assault rifles like the AR-15 are meant for one thing. One thing. One thing. That's not something I want in my country. My name is Corporal Aiken. My name is Specialist LaHaye. Petty Officer, Second Class Day. Corporal Williams. Sergeant Yen. Airman Batesel. Staff Sergeant Houseman. Corporal Henderson. Staff Sergeant Sason. Corporal De Jesus. Specialist Stealth. Captain Vernier. Senior Airman Rice. Specialist Parker. Petty Officer Williams. My name is Sergeant Bell, and I support the ban on military-style assault rifles and safer gun laws in this country. Okay. I tell you what, no no offense to their military service whatsoever. Obviously, they did that. They they took a call that I that I did not 
and I commend them for that. But if I were in the military, I'd straight up punch them right in the face. Yeah. <laughs> to tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah. All the other veterans are like, oh my God, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. They found five people to do that ad, by the way. That's, yeah. uh, you can make a, a powerful ad and say veterans support this with five people anytime you want to. Yeah, exactly. Um, stuff like that. I will say they, I mean, they're, they are correct that an AR-15 is, is pretty much the same. It's the same gun. The 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 biggest difference is is that it, an M4 and an M16 can be uh, fully automatic. Yeah. Or burst fire, they have that too <clears throat> as well in the military, that uh, regular citizens don't have. So yeah. you can't just hold the trigger down. Yeah. Uh, you actually have, it's a semi-automatic rifle, um, <clears throat> and uh, it's they they shoot NATO rounds, which is five five six, which is gives it a little more uh, oomph behind yeah. the. But you can get five five six also. Yeah, 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 you can. Yeah, it's more expensive. Yeah. It is more expensive. Um, most people shoot two two threes. In fact, I think even in the mass shootings, they were two two threes, which is basically the size of a twenty two bullet. It just has uh, more gunpowder. That's yeah. basically and at longer range, uh, bigger, a little bit bigger, bigger impact, I guess. But I guess. But it's still. A, I mean, it's a really tiny hole. You yeah. Know? But <laughs> but the thing about it is, is that it doesn't matter. I mean, you can you can shoot somebody with twenty two and still you know, kill them. Well, like, and the thing is none of that You can shoot matters. somebody with a crossbow. Yeah, you can. <laughs> and that only goes like 700 feet per second and not 2,500 feet per second. You could stab them with a knife. You could. You could run people down with your car. You can. You can you do can all kinds of stuff. Strangle them. I don't like the fact that there are veterans in that commercial um, saying that it is the same gun because we have all these pistols, all these semi-automatic pistols that everyone is not trying to ban right now. No one's trying to ban those. At all. Right now. Right now. Yet, yet they're banning the easy, trying to ban the easiest one. Um, you know, we have those, and to fire a pistol, you pull the trigger, and then a bullet comes out, and then you have to pull the trigger again for another bullet to come out. And that's the same thing that an AR-15 does. It's, it's, the, same, it's the same thing. You don't just hold down the trigger on an AR-15 and bullets fly out of it. Right. So it, it's not the same gun. And... An AR-15, I know it's got better better range and better accuracy, but that's not why these people are using it in these mass shootings. Um, it's got better range and better accuracy, but it's fi- has the same firing mechanism that your pistol does. It's it's like a really long pistol. Right. So I, I, I don't like them coming out and saying that it's the same gun. What I hated most about that is they said, we believe in and support and defend the, con- the Second, Second Amendment. Amendment. Yeah. But it was written over 200 years ago. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> okay, yeah. well, so was the First Amendment. Yeah, so but, was all, all of the amendments. But we had no idea people were going to say some of the things that they were going to say, so yeah, we I guess we have to amend the First Amendment, too. It's well, It doesn't make any sense, because the right to keep and bear arms has nothing to do with, you know, what kind of gun it is. It has everything to do with uh, innocent until proven guilty and that you have the right to defend yourself with any means necessary. And also it's to fight against a tyrannical government. Yeah. So these would be the veterans that would, you know, they would be some of the people that would try to round up your guns. (laughs) Yeah. That's the the problem. Yeah. The the whole idea, everything we were talking about with the guns, just none of that matters at all. None of it matters because, like Charlie said, the idea of the Second Amendment 
is that you you got to remember why they, why these guys wrote that into the law. It was so they could have guns, so they could rise up over their tyrannical government if necessary. That's that's why it was written into the Constitution that you would have that law protect that right protected by the government, and it's the same thing now. You should be able to rise up and protect yourself against a tyrannical government. That is what the Second Amendment says. That's all it should say, really. So it doesn't have anything to do with what kind of gun it is. Uh, it has everything to do with what the meaning of the Second Amendment is, that, that people should be able to protect themselves or, if they needed to, rise up and change their government. And that's really disappointing to hear a bunch of veterans coming out saying things like that and also say they support the Second Amendment. Uh, they obviously do not support the Second Amendment. They support tyranny. They support government control. Um, they support arbitrary laws that will do nothing to curb violence whatsoever. We had the shooting in Philadelphia yesterday, day before yesterday. Yeah. We did an episode on yesterday. Yeah, good job, um, by the way, on that. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, had that shooting in Philadelphia. The guy had uh, AR-15s, I would assume. He had all assault weapons. Uh, none of them was he legally allowed to have. Uh, also, they were raiding his house because he was a major drug dealer, uh, drugs of uh, which none of them he was allowed to have either. Uh, the point is, the government cannot stop criminals from possessing things that they decide they're going to possess. They can only stop law-abiding people from possessing things that they want to possess. And what you end up with is just the criminals having those things. So regardless of what your reasoning is, it's something that wouldn't work. It wouldn't solve anything. And uh, going towards fake solutions for a problem is is worse. You brought up a good point before the show. Um, there's already 17 red flag red, red, flag, red yeah. flag laws. Yeah. Um, these are state red flag laws. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And what are they doing? Uh, nothing. I think. Um, let me see. I think one of them would have been used. Is what Thomas Massey was saying. One of them would have been used, and one of the mass shootings that that could have helped. One of the 17 would have worked. Um, so, and it just. <laughs> Even with red flag laws, like the Republicans are supporting, like Rand Paul is supporting. Come on, man. Um, Dan Crenshaw, a former uh, Navy SEAL. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like these people are supporting, they also don't do anything. Because um, if you are a criminal, one, you're still going to possess something. The government cannot ban people from possessing things. We've proven that over the last hundred years with drugs. Uh, so they're not only that you showed me a video not that long ago that this guy had a pipe basically with a little yeah. cap and he made a shotgun. You can like put a you can put like a string on the end of it and pull it like you're doing a firework or something like yeah. that. I mean that that's all you need is a is a pipe and a projectile and a small explosion. That's it. And you've got a gun. So the, you can't uninvent the gun. And the red flag law is maybe going to help if someone posts online or tells their friends, "Hey, I'm going to do this tomorrow." Uh, if they don't do that and it's just someone scared about someone's mental capacity and they're going to take it away and then let you prove that you're not dangerous and then give you your guns back and then you, you just do it after they give you your guns back. So right. it's uh, not a good solution either. All these things are just little band-aids on the problems that make people feel better. The other, things we, the other thing that's not talked about is there's no real quantifiable data of how guns have actually helped stopped crime. Yeah. So yeah. they there are statistics, and I need to look this up, but there are statistics where the perpetrator has been shot. And I think we talked about this a little bit. Mm -hmm. 
where the perpetrator has actually been shot, but there aren't statistics on when just the mere presence of, of a firearm used in self-defense without it even being fired, how many crimes that that, that has actually stopped way more. Yeah. But you don't have a number on that. You can't because it didn't happen. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's almost impossible to quantify. Yeah. That would be, uh, and that's the good part about that is you can't quantify it because it didn't happen, which is the point. That's the idea behind it. Um, but you can't prove it. It's, it's really, uh, Thomas Sowell makes a really good reference about basically how, you know, our statistical sample of how many mass shootings have been stopped by people having guns. We don't have a good number. And that's not what he was talking about, but he said, you know, if you were to go and ask people, uh, someone who had played Russian roulette, you know what Russian roulette is? Yeah, I do. So you put one bullet in the chamber, spin it around. <clears throat> it's a revolver. To, used to do this in a revolver, spin it around. They basically would keep betting back and forth uh, and firing the gun at your head and hoping that you weren't on the one that had the bullet in it. So he said if you were to go and pull everyone that had played Russian roulette, you would find that it was 100% of the time was not dangerous. You know why? Because you can't talk to any of the people that died. Right. Everyone that you polled lived through playing Russian roulette. Therefore, Russian roulette is not dangerous at all. Right. So it's a that's kind of how you end up with these really, really biased statistics. He used it with the minimum wage. He said, well... Look, all these businesses have done fine with the minimum wage. See, we've got uh, we've we've got all these businesses, and he's like, "Well, yeah, you can't pull the ones that aren't there anymore." Right. That, that's what he was. That's what he was doing it in well, reference to. And here's another thing to think about: is that as you look at, let's say, the last hundred years, gun ownership in America has gone up, and over those same hundred years, overall violent crime rates are going down. Yeah. So you can't say you can't say the increase in guns, the the increase in gun ownership has added to the increase in violence because it hasn't. The trends go the opposite direction. Yeah. So there is, I guess, some statistical data there that would suggest that. Well, I mean, you're just I don't know what you're doing. You're just mansplaining right now, Charlie, whatever the Second Amendment version of mansplaining is. I don't know. (laughs) That's what I'm gunsplaining. You're gunsplaining right now. Yeah. That's all. You're just white privilege. splaining. and I think this may be the last episode we do on this for a while because I'm honestly tired of defending it. I I really am. And so my thing is, especially to all the liberals out there, come and get them. That's, (laughs) that's, that's, I'm Hannah Cox posted that a good friend of ours. Um, She works for conservatives concerned about the death penalty. Uh, really great advocate for Liberty doing some good work. And she posted that the other day and I'm stealing it because uh, they don't care about facts or stats or anything else like that. They just want to come and take your guns. And so that's what I'm going to say from now on. I'm, I'm kind of done with this debate and uh, come and try and take them. Yeah. And I really like what you said because you said, I'm tired of defending it. And this kind of sounds like something I said the other day where I don't, I don't need to defend this because the default position right here is that I have the right to defend myself. Mm -hmm. I don't have to defend the fact that I have the human right to defend myself. Now, if you want to remove my gun from me, you've got to prove why that's obviously the best thing to do. I don't have to prove anything at all because I'm coming, I'm already at the standpoint of someone who is not harming anyone. I have my human right to be able to to defend myself. You're trying to come to me and take a right away from me. It's on you. The burden of proof is on the left, the liberals, 
to prove that they have to do this. Or these veterans. It's not, or those veterans, uh, to prove that they have to do this. It is not on conservatives or libertarians or Second Amendment advocates. It's not on us to I, prove. You've never even been arrested, have you? I, I don't think I have. I outran them every time. <laughs> <laughs> I've been arrested twice. Oh, man. We won't talk about it. I, I've got a pretty, uh, pretty clean record. Can though. you even own a gun? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. I can. That's good. And I would if I wouldn't have lost them. Oh, well, you stone guns. I may go get another one. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Well, um, short show today, but I've got to get on the road. You do. Yeah. It is Friday. Sorry. It is Friday. It's time to get on the road. I wanted to go over some good news today because I found a really great good news source. Nice. Um, so everyone needs to go look up the goodnewsnetwork.org. Or don't look it up and we'll just bring it to you. And we'll bring it to you. You just... You know, you wait for us to bring it to you on the next show. But it's just a whole website of great news stories. And that's something that we don't hear very often are good news stories because bad news is what sells advertising. Yeah. But there are some good news sources out there. So I actually wanted to start a good news podcast sometime. It would be pretty fun. Oh, yeah. You just did the news, but it was all good. It's all good stuff. It'd be great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, be good. Actually, but uh, yeah, um, you should. You would make it great. I would make it great. Great news podcast. <laughs> the great news podcast. Um, follow us on Instagram at Good Morning Liberty, Twitter at Good AM Liberty. Look us up on Facebook, Good Morning Liberty. Go to goodmorningliberty.us if you want to read some articles about economics, politics. Uh, if you want to go to bernielies.com, we specifically tailored some arguments to get some of Bernie Sanders and his many many lies that he tells on a daily basis. So go to BernieLies.com, look up a, uh, uh, get a shirt. Go to GoodMorningLiberty.us slash shop and get a Bernie Lies shirt. Or in the spirit of today's talk, get a shall not be infringed shirt. Those are mm -hmm. pretty cool. So uh, uh, go do all those things. I think I'm going to task you with um, putting your information that you have in your head on the stock market on, on paper. Okay, I'll try. You think you, think you can do a, an article on the stock market and all of our... Friends here could go could go read it. I'll do it. That's I'll I'll release it on Monday. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Great job, Nate. Thanks, man. Well, guys, you do all that, and we'll be back again on Monday. And I uh, hope you guys have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.